0: So, Teresa, you came to Kelowna in 2005. Correct. tell us how you got here.
1: Okay, so in 2005, we moved here from California. Hmm. It's a place between San Francisco and San Jose. So I call it Foster City. So most people don't know where it is, but if I say it's near San Mateo, they'll know where it is. It's in the Silicon Valley. Um, Prior to that, we were living in Vancouver, and even while in Vancouver, I lived in Burnaby, in Coquitlam, and right in Vancouver, seven years there. So prior to that, Halifax, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. so I am from the Maritimes, I lived there for seven years.
0: Wow.
1: Went to university there, graduated from Mount St. Vincent University, and then um, I grew up in St. John, New Brunswick. I also lived a year in Montreal, Went attended university there for one year and at the age of 8 i we our whole family moved here from hong kong
0: oh wow. so Amazing. Mm-hmm. so 2005 what happened to bring you to Kelowna?
1: well we were living in the silicon valley and during 2000 and 2005 there was a lot of the the dot com companies that mm-hmm. were shutting down yeah. right they were starting to go through the rye and then the rye was over and my ex-husband at the time was doing um he took up a startup company where they were doing auctions mm. and we called them death of a dot com hmm. and so we were shedding, we were helping them liquidate and getting right. rid of all the toys that they bought for their staff you mm-hmm. know the the pool tables, the 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 ping pong table, the arcade machines, you know, it was just amazing. And they don't just buy toner cartridges, they buy a closet full of them. Mm. So we were getting rid of that. I was eBay goddess because I would eBay a lot of those smaller items. And then we would go to their location and we would auction off a full day of all their inventories. Oh. So that's why we were there. Now, what brought us here was because he wanted to get out of the rat race. Right. You know, it it costs a lot of money to live down there. If you were making under a hundred thousand dollars, you were literally on, you know, the poverty level. You mm-hmm. need to be subsidized to live. Right? right? For what we I think six hundred thousand dollars, you might be able to buy a bathroom down there. You <laughs> couldn't right. even buy a one bedroom condo. Crazy. It was very crazy.
0: Yeah. So had you heard of Kona before, or did you just throw a dart at a map or How did did you find
1: it? Well, we had lived in Vancouver, and my my ex-husband at the time also grew up in Vernon. Okay. We have done some vacation here. Yeah. So at one point, we came out, we were skiing at Big White, and we come down from the mountain, and there's no snow here. It was mild. It was March. Mm. And it's like, well, this might be the place we want to be. And then, you know, there's wineries, there's golf courses. Mm -hmm. We love, love California. And we kinda I know how everyone coins this as California of the north. And it is quite true. This is quite California of the North because, you know, without the smoke out there, our weather is pretty good. Um, you know, we have a great lifestyle, we do have all the beautiful wineries, we won more awards and I think we came number one above Napa Valley. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: it, it is a great it is a great place to be.
0: Definitely. So today, you work for Cherry Lane Homes. Tell us about that. How long have you been there, and what do you do?
1: Okay. Um, my role uh, with Cherry Lane Homes, I call myself the VP Marketing and Communications because mm-hmm. that's what I'm great at doing. Um, the love of my life is Peter Teschner. He is the owner and president. He is also the hands-on builder who creates these beautiful custom homes for clients. Mm-hmm. So my role is to go out there and find potential clients for him. Um, I love going out and networking and that's what I've done from day one. That's how I met a lot of wonderful people. That's where I made a lot of friends It's by going out to a lot of business after hours, networking mm-hmm. events, events where I believe that's how we met. That's right. Right? Yep. And from there, like just even making friends like some of my closest friends some of my best contacts are made through my networking and so I, I go out there and I talk to mm-hmm. people and we want to build uh, more with affordability and sustainability in mind and so I'm looking for projects I'm looking for clients I try to connect people mm-hmm. you know and then even uh, we have you know a lot of trades people like that are helping us throughout all these years because Peter has also built himself a good network. Um, mm-hmm. I know there are there are builders, developers out there that go, you know, we're falling behind because there's tradespeople.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he doesn't have that problem because he has in the last 20 years been here doing that and he has built a very good rapport with these tradespeople. Right. So he has a good team and I really believe in Cherry Lane Homes and... For me to go out and sell for you and speak highly of you, I have to believe in you.
0: For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are a great networker. I always see you at events introducing people to each other. Right. Um, Have you always been a connector? Or is this something you learned?
1: Okay, so my background, what I came out as is a teacher. Hmm. So I went through my bachelor child study. I came out with an education degree And I was a upper elementary school teacher. And they've always said, they have always said, if you can be a teacher, you can be anything. Right? Mm -hmm. So I went from an educator to business, entrepreneurship, you know, marketing, fundraising, and all of that is about networking with people. Mm -hmm. And from all my friendships that I've made and people will refer to me, whether I was in California, and Vancouver, and Halifax. And I've heard this over and over again. They call me the glue. Right. Right. I will say, like, if I go back to California and I say, hey, so when was the last time you guys got together? And they said, the last time you were here. I right. go, well, that was two years ago. What's wrong with you guys, you know? And they say, well, you're the glue. You're the one that bring us together. You're the one that hold us together, and and you know what? It doesn't take much. It's just like now it's so easy. We pick up our phone, and I just can text a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a group thing, or do a little you know invite on Facebook, and you just bring a group of people together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter you know whether they come or not, but you you include the people, mm-hmm. right? You invite them, and sometimes. Some of them will say, thanks for not giving up on me. Right. Right. Because they may say no, no so many times because they're in a position or a place where they can't come out. Right. You know, and you feel like those are the people you need to reach out to a little bit more mm-hmm. because they're in a dark place and they're, they're just not feeling up to it at the time. Yeah. But you have to reach out further and more often. hmm And then they come. And yeah. it doesn't have to be all business. It could be just on a friendship or on a sports level. Like we put a badminton team together, we mm-hmm. put volleyball team together. You know, nice. we go out for fun, a movie night. Yeah. You know, last night we went to bowling at BNA.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, it was just fun.
0: Nice. Yeah, I know um, a lot of people tend to take it personally if they invite someone out and they can't make it. They you know they feel bad, mm-hmm. and that that's a really good tip. You should never take it personally. You no. just keep providing the opportunity, and eventually they'll come. What um, What would you tell someone who says, uh, "I want to get better at networking," and I go to these events and I don't know what to say to people. I don't know what to talk about. Should I be talking about my business? How do you, How do you successfully navigate a networking event if you were previously, say, a, a bit of an introvert or shy person?
1: I've actually have taken a few friends who feel that they are an introvert mm-hmm. and you you just have to go out and do it. Like, you know, I take them out and I I start introducing them. Mm-hmm. I will just start, I mean, you can talk very casually. You can start with the weather, right. you know, it's just something in common. You start, you know, most, most of these business events, people just start with, what do you do? You exchange your cards, your business cards. That's a very easy thing right mm-hmm. um, you don't have to get political but you can you can talk about the latest politics we've got you know we've got elections coming up mm-hmm. so it's very easy to pick a topic and talk about like I find for me I find men are very easy to talk to mm-hmm. right even mm-hmm. easier than women yes. uh, men are very interesting they wow. can speak politics they can speak business they can speak about sports right right. for me it's choosing men to talk to, right? right? <laughs> and you know what? When I was, well, my kids are in hockey. I speak to the hockey dads. You know, I make friends with those guys. And and um, in a business world, yeah, there's more and more women out there in the business world. They're just not as intimidated maybe by another woman talking to them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And you just have to get out there and just do it. It's just... yeah. You know, taking that first step of first getting out. And once you stand around with a group of people, you will do it. Like, don't even be shy to go by yourself. Because Mm -hmm. once you're in the room, don't think that you are, like, you might feel invisible because, Mm -hmm. oh, I came by myself. But there are others that also came by themselves. Mm -hmm. And once you're in there, you're blended with everyone else and everyone else will talk to you. And, you know, there are times that I almost see someone... Come in by themselves, I'll make an effort and I will go introduce myself and I'll talk to them, Mm -hmm. you know, and find out where they're from and introduce them to other people.
0: Is there anything you shouldn't do or say when you go to a networking event?
1: Shouldn't say or do? I don't think you should get into argument about politics. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to insult anyone. Uh, Definitely no insulting remarks. Right. Right. Um, People... I guess, generally, you don't want to get too personal. Right. Um, a lot of times, what I have heard from women especially, mm-hmm. some of these are becoming too much of a pickup place. I see. Right? Yeah. And it shouldn't be that. It should be left more professionally. If you want to mm-hmm. date, there's, do it outside of that.
0: Yeah, there's different events for, mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, for, for you, singles, yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, you can, you can start with business and then eventually if it leads to that, if you meet for coffee afterwards, if you're, you're talking about business and eventually it could lead to that, but you shouldn't come on to another person right. like that. If you exchange your business card and then later on you want to make a connection then, mm-hmm. but women don't want to go to these and feel like, Oh, it's just another pickup place. Right. Right. And be yeah. harassed. And likewise, I will speak for the men too, right? Men don't want to be there to go, oh, women come up to me and go, what do you do? How much do you make? And (laughs) they want to know everything. So they don't want to hear that either. So it goes both ways. I'm speaking for both gender because I do have very good male friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see their point of view as well. For sure. So keep those professional.
0: Yep. Makes sense. So you're into all kinds of volunteer Stuff. Yes. Tell us about some
1: of that. Oh wow! There's a whole <laughs> list of them, and I yeah. know you got. We have time, yeah. so that's great. Um, to me, volunteerism is uh, a way of fulfilling our own emotional well being. Mm. Okay, because we take care of our own health, our physical well being. We go to the doctors. We go. You know, we most most of us, hopefully some kind of physical activities. We work out, we eat well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we take care of that. We might go and fulfill our spiritual well-being by attending church or, you know, meditation or going and, you know, seeking our own spirituality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we neglect our emotional well-being, right? And then you think about all those mental health issues that are out there that are not spoken about and not mm-hmm. You know, talked about and just totally neglected, and we all have mental health issues. We all have it, just to a certain degree,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we separate it so much from our physical well-being. We have a headache. Well, that headache is probably caused by an emotional health issue, mm-hmm. right? We're stressed, so we have a headache, and. But we separate it, and we don't want to say, oh, I have a mental health issue, I need a mental health day. You literally need a day like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. we go out there and we do some of these things, it literally fulfills your emotional Mm well-being. Because you can't help but to smile when you see someone else smiling. Mm
0: -hmm. Right?
1: So when you're out there helping someone, you put a smile on someone's face, your heart is smiling. Mm -hmm. Right? Inside. So yeah anytime i can get out there and help in the community my kids are grown up now right i have a 22 year old and a 30 year old Mm -hmm. they're very independent when they were in school i got involved with them because that was part of staying close and staying connected and knowing that whatever they're doing in school i have a part to do with it i'm Mm -hmm. the president of the pack i am the team manager for the hockey team If I want to have a say in something, then I'm going to say it and I'm going to be there, right? So that's why, like, now that they're grown up, well, why shouldn't I take part in my community? Right. Right? This, it's not a school. It's just bigger. Right? And Kelowna is a great community. I went even so far as thinking, oh, I should run for city councilor because it Mm -hmm. is my community. Did you? Did I? Did I submit my name? Very close, but no not yet no and not even yet I've, I'll talk about that because my vision kind of changed a little okay. bit I in the last year and a half yes I was setting up myself and I had you know a group behind me that really wanted me to do it mm-hmm. and I was very close to doing it and then I changed my mind in the last two months so mm-hmm. I'll get to that part
2: sure but as I'm far asking.
1: as volunteering yeah so the Canadian mental health is is very close and dear to my heart because I feel like that we're all touched by it um you know we've all know somebody some family member or even someone that's close that have taken their lives too soon so that to me is very very important so I started initiative on get your onesies on mm. in the last two years so every May is mental health month, or week, sorry, it's a whole week, the first week of May, mm-hmm. and then October, there is a World Mental Health Day. So we have done now four times, or no, three times, this October, hopefully be the fourth, get your onesies on. Why the onesies is just to raise awareness, mm-hmm. right? It's nice and cozy and comfy, and people, you know, you, it's just something fun, something a little different. Something warm and cozy to raise the awareness. First, we all challenge each other, businesses and people, to wear it, take a picture, share it to social media, and then maybe raise some funds. And we have an account for that. And with the funds, we're hoping to be able to build a a home for those at-risk kids where they can get help Mm -hmm. and stay. Because once they're out of that system, when they turn 19, 18, Mm -hmm. they're out of that ministry... They're all on the street. And then we've mm-hmm. got more and more of the homeless problems.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: So when Peter said to me he wanted to build me a dream home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't need more than our condos, the little space that we live in in downtown. We've had our dream homes. We've right. raised our kids. I said, you want to build me a dream home? I want you to build this home. Nice. You know, a big home for these at-risk kids that we can put in, mm-hmm. so that's what we're trying to raise through the awareness campaign and and all that. So it might take us ten years to get there, but we're going to get there, and mm-hmm. hopefully not that that long. So that I help with the Kelowna Gospel Mission again. That mm-hmm. is with the homelessness. We go and serve dinners um, during Thanksgiving, Easter, and Christmas. Yeah, it's a great thing to do, and it. You know what you'll see that those people are very appreciative and it's not just for the homeless it's for people that are lonely Mm
2: -hmm. people
1: that don't like you know have a lady that says to me she says i'm here because i don't want to cook a whole dinner for myself Mm -hmm. you know or a gentleman that came and you know you don't know everybody has a story you don't know why they're there or why they're even homeless and he jokes with me and he's flirting and and then all of a sudden, I just said, well, you know, I'm sure you have something to be grateful for is Thanksgiving. You mm-hmm. must have family. And he goes, no, my family's in Edmonton. And mm-hmm. I said, well, then why are you here? He says, because I have cancer. Oh. And he says, and I don't want them to know. Like, I don't want them. So is he being selfish or is he being selfless? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want them to be a part of that journey of his illness. Yeah. So that was very sad. and. You know, so you see all those sadness, and then, but then you're, you feel good too. I mean, there's good bad. You're and
0: bad. You brighten someone's day. You see yeah. the big smile on their face when they get that big plate of turkey, and it's yeah. a, it's a beautiful thing.
1: It is. So, and then there's like the Shoe Bank of Canada. We do that. Cherry Lane Homes is a big part. We help them. What's with that? Shoe Bank of Canada?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's huge. And it started right here in Kelowna. Roy Shoes, Jim, right, is the, uh, he was the founding member. Mm-hmm. And, it, he wants to make sure that no Canadians uh, will be without a pair of shoes. So everybody can just, like, donate uh, shoes at different outlets that you find a big shoe box. If you own a business and you want to have a shoe box, a gentle used pair of shoes can be donated. Mm-hmm. And once a month, sometimes twice a month, we go down to the shoe warehouse and we sort the shoes. Yeah. And they go into different bins and they get shipped to different places across Canada it's a national company now.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. And we
1: also have a shoe store down there on uh, the end of Ella Street on Industrial. Nice. So we do that. I've been involved way back with Wild Women, Wise Women Foundation. And what's that? It was our. It was a group of women who decided uh, to have some wild fun uh-huh. one night, you know, once a year. And it went on for 10 years. Yeah. And we kind of... Branched out now to the 100-plus women who care, which is like the 100-plus men who give a damn. Right. Um, where we raise money for women and children specifically. Nice. So, like, this past July, they did an event where they raised. Uh, it was a reunion of, you know, the wild women, wise women, mm-hmm. and they raised the money for Mamas for Mamas. Yeah. So every year we picked a different uh, charity, but it was specifically for women and children. So that was, founding member was Rose Xmith, and she's a good friend of mine. So we, we decided, you know, as a board, we just put a lot of effort and time into a one big night event. And, mm-hmm. you know, we raised as much as $25,000 in one night,
0: one year. That's amazing. Yeah. So you set a great example for volunteering in this community. Have you always been a volunteer, like since you were little, or is it something you developed?
1: Um, I think since I was little, I think it's something that we understand that we need to give back. When you're yeah. fortunate, it's like I think you you know I think we we're told like the more you give, the more you receive. That's sort of the That's line, true. right? The more, yeah, it comes back to you tenfold. So you've
0: kind of always had that spirit
1: yeah and you know what when people say to me that i'll go to a lot of events but i also win at a lot of events right right i win all these prizes and things and they go you're so lucky always win i never win i'm like that's because you say that you can't say you never win that's why you never win right and i say i always win because what's my email address
0: it is me may have it all at gmail
1: Theresa May, so May have it all. So nice. I said, the moment I put my name down, I've already put that energy forward. Right. Right? So I said, I know I'm going to win. And Peter goes, Peter says, you know, this girl has won two free trips in the last five months. Yeah. And she goes, I, you know, I don't know how she does it. And she's won three bottles of wine at the event or three prizes. And I go,
0: I was at something where you won a trip. I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it the uh, bridal show? The bridal show. Yeah, the last bridal show you won the trip, I That's think. That's
1: right. And then we just cashed it in. We're going to uh, Cancun for two weeks in January.
0: Nice. Yeah, that have was put been, on by Lemoore Bridal. Have you been to Cancun before?
1: Yes, I took my sister there for her 50th birthday, just the two of us, about three years ago. Nice. Yes. Beautiful. So,
0: so tell us about City Council. What made you decide against it?
1: Okay, Um, what made me decide against this is because it used to be just me. I was thinking, this is what I want to do. This is, it's all about me. (laughs) No, Um, because Peter and I have come together to work together on Cherry Lane Homes, and that's about building and development, Mm -hmm. right? Now it's us I have to think about, right? It's become not just me, it's become us. So if we want to work on development and planning, we will have to go against, we have to go into city planner. We mm. have to do a lot of things through the city. And I feel that our, my hands will be tied yeah. greatly. And because, you know, during one uh, development, we were looking at RU7 and I, because I know some of the city planners, they go, oh, it's a conflict of interest. You can't. We cannot have a meeting with you because you know them. And that's when I went, oh, wait a minute. So if I go in as a city councillor, I'll know all of them. Right. And I have to step out. And I wouldn't be as good, like, if, as a city councillor, if I have to step out on a lot of development and different types of zoning bylaws and whatnot then am I really doing my job as a city council if I have to excuse myself from a lot of things mm-hmm. just because we have a development company and a building company? And will it work well for us as a company? Yeah. That's one thing. And then, hey, if we want to take off for two months, I'm not serving my city very well if Peter and I want to go to China or Germany right. for a month or two-month vacation. so, And it's not just a, you know, oh, a one-year commitment. I'm thinking of four-year commitment. Right. So I'm not going to go into something that I cannot be fully committed.
0: Makes sense, right? Totally makes sense.
1: Secondly, my friend Renee Waselik, mm-hmm. who we all know very well in the yes. city, she is a inspiring leader. She is a visionary leader. She is, you know, a great role model for most of us and for all of us, I think. And she had asked me to. Uh, helper in her campaign, right? So now I, she's running
0: for federal office, right. but it's going to take a lot of work to first they nominate for the conservative candidate. That's right, and then hopefully next year we're going to see a federal an election, election come up. Yeah.
1: So right now we're just working really hard to go, you know, get a thousand nominations. And I said okay, and she's always said to me, you know what, Teresa, you can be. More of a champion of the community because what do you want to do? I want to make a difference. Why did I want to run for city councilor? I want to make a difference in my community. I want to be able. To make, I want to be able to make the impact. Mm-hmm. So she says, if you can be a champion of your community by being outside the city, you know, and make a bigger impact outside than being inside, because again, your hands are more tied mm-hmm. and that. Totally makes sense, and again, if I'm going to help her, I really can't take a role as a city councilor. Right. That would that would be a total conflict too. So, like I said, I have a dream of being in city councilor, but I've changed. My dream is still there. I'm still. It's my political decision. Have just kind of changed path.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still want to be politically involved, but it's bigger. Right. We're gone from a municipal you know, avenue to a federal. And by getting Renee in that seat, it's going to help our community even greater. Mm -hmm. So my vision has just broadened, right? I'm still going down that path. I'm still going to make a difference. And if we can get Renee into that seat and to serve our community even greater, because she will help us fulfill our dreams. She's Mm -hmm. the one that's going to listen to us. She will get us, I think she will make that change that we so need. Yeah. Right? I think that that's my job right now is to help to get her there.
0: That's great. That's awesome.
1: Right now, what we really need to drive is the membership. I've been sending out through my Facebook, social media is sign, sign on your membership. Mm-hmm. It's $15, right? Just sign on to the progressiveconservative.ca party Mm-hmm. Right? $15 as a member, all we need. And then I want a list of the contacts and, and information, people's phone number, so then when it comes to election time, mm-hmm. we can call and remind them this is now the time to go to the voting poll, right? So mm-hmm. that's how we get her on.
0: That's great. So would you like to nominate anybody else besides Renee?
1: I think that Ron Cannon should be on this. Great. He's an amazing mentor of mine he's been actually the one who's been helping me through all my years he was one of the first people I met when I worked at the Canadian Cancer Society and leading me to where my profession has been you know it's like when you say connecting he Mm -hmm. is a great connector he's connected me through everything and it is sometimes who you know right Mm -hmm. you get to one job that leads you to another job that leads you to another job so it yeah it's really nice to know wonderful people he knows everyone here
0: right right i've heard that so thank you so much for coming on the show today what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if uh, they want to find out about cherry lane homes and well, what you're building
1: okay cherrylanehomes.ca is our website okay and they can always contact me by email may have it all at gmail.com
0: great thank you teresa
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Luke Mancus is a realtor. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011. And he always says, yeah, one regret. And that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Lou can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a Call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate.